What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? What's up, y'all? It's Anthony recording live and direct in the Billy Shears podcast studio, still all in lovely Milton, Ontario. Um, I'm doing a self-therapy. Uh, I think that's what I call them, self-therapy. Gone solo, something like that. Uh, the name is still yet to be um, decided. TBA, I guess, but um, I want to get into this, and I didn't want to make it a big thing, but I wanted to give my take on the William Nylander, a.k.a. Free Willy, a.k.a. No Lander, a.k.a. Free Willy. Um, I don't know, it's like a stupid thing. This is the dumbest thing in all of Toronto sports, and we got to deal with it. And, of course, there's going to be something stupid like this, in the in the backdrop of this wonderful leaf season that the Leafs are having right now, it's heartbreaking. Excuse me while I moisten my palate. <sighs> a little a little breakdown, y'all. It is midnight on November thirtieth, and I had incredible heartburn, and I tossed and turned in bed, tired as all shit, tossed and turned even left a load in my wife and I still couldn't get to bed. Why? Because motherfucking Willie Nylander hasn't signed or been dealt by the Toronto Leafs. Why does this bother me? Why is this a factor? I'll tell you why. Because I fucking love the Leafs. I got the blue and white disease. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. Cut me, bleed. Blue, white. Blue, white. I even stopped eating things that weren't blue. You know how many goddamn blueberries I've eaten? I'm kidding. That's, that's a lie. I'm sorry. The point is, I love this team. I love... I have been a Leaf fan through some fucking bullshit. And finally, things are on the up and up. Things are looking good. Signed some some sloppy jalopy in the offseason named John Tavares. Turns out to be a pretty good player. Who knew? Never heard of him before. And now, the Leafs in first place without arguably one of their top six players why 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 it doesn't make any sense to me as a player you want to be competitive I understand that it is a job and you need to you need to get paid and whatever the money fee, the money thing is if it's 6.9 8 million bucks Whatever the fuck it is I get it You gotta get paid But don't you wanna be On a contending team Don't you wanna play Where games matter Doesn't that Isn't that a factor Shouldn't that be a factor I understand you You wanna get to the dance You wanna get that big paycheck It's not like William Nylander Wasn't making good coin before Sure, eight million bucks would be a lot better than eight hundred thousand dollars, but it's still it's it's still better than nothing. I gotta put this out there. When it comes to what Nylander raked in after bonuses, the last three seasons, the last three full seasons he played in the league, he averaged just under two million bucks at one point seven million dollars after bonuses. Now, his cap hit was under a million bucks, so understandably, he felt like for the last couple of seasons, he was probably underpaid. But to understand a little bit more, I say we go deep. John Genoir, take it away. I'm just kidding. John Genoir doesn't do the podcast. Okay. 
Let's look a little bit into William Nylander. I've jotted down a couple things. All right, first and foremost, Willie Nylander was drafted in the 2014th draft, 2014th draft, eighth overall. Now, who do you think was drafted before? You guys may or may not remember that Aaron Ekblad was picked first, Sam Reinhardt, then Aaron Chalupa's second favorite player, Leo Dreisaitl picked third, Sam Bennett picked fourth, Michael Del Coley, who hasn't played any games in the NHL, picked fifth. Ah, uh, where do you go, Islanders? Uh, number six, Jay Veretti, Veren, Verendon. <laughs> fuck, fuck that one up. Uh, Aaron Chalupa, feel free to correct me on that one. By the Canucks, and Hayden Fleury was picked seventh. All those players. So I, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, let's see the guys in his class, the guys that were picked before him, where scouts had them maybe ranked a little bit higher. Now, granted, um, two, two of these guys are defensemen, three of them are centers, one's a left, and then Nylander's a right winger. So there's no other right wingers I picked before him, but there are some centermen. So when it comes down to the overall point in that, last season, in comparison, in comparison Dreisaitl had 25 goals last year, and Sam Reinhardt had 25 goals. They had the most goals last year in the guys from those classes. Nylander, by far, by a stretch of, he had, oh, oh fuck, I fucked up. God damn it. Um, Dreisaitl had more assist than Nylander, but Nylander had second. Sorry, Nylander, Dreisaitl had the most points in anybody in that class last year. Nylander had the second most assists. Dreisaitl had 45. Nylander had 41. Um, and then when it came to overall points, Dreisaitl was first. Nylander was second. And then Reinhardt was third. Each variable is by about 10 points. Um, Dreisaitl 71. Nylander 61. And Reinhardt with 50. Then I started thinking to myself, okay, now in comparison... He didn't have dry saddle numbers, but in comparison, he's kind of in between what Aaron Ekblad, who played 80, all 82 games last year, um, Sam Bennett played all 82 games last year, and Nylander uh, at Reinhardt. Ekblad, Reinhardt, Bennett, and Nylander were the only guys to play 82 games last year. When you, when you average, when you kind of classify those guys on points alone, Nylander is the second best guy in that category. So I thought to myself, okay, now let's, let's do comparables. Right now, Aaron Eckblad signed an eight-year deal worth $60 million. Uh, he has an AAV of 7.5 mil season. Reinhardt, a two-year bridge deal. Um, two-year deal at 7.3 million bucks. That's 3.65 million, uh, million a season. Dreisaitl, he had the big contract. Eight years at 68, which uh, if you're comparing guys in this class, top guy in the class, probably going to make the most amount of money. Sam Bennett, he's on a sweetheart bridge deal, uh, $3.9 million, bucks, just under $2 million a year. That's fantastic. Um, and the only other guy with, with some kind of relevance is Hayden Fleury, who was picked right before Nylander. He has a three-year deal at 5.35. Um, really not huge numbers. Uh, it drops off after those one, two guys. Um, so is that enough? Is that enough to warrant whatever exceeding number? I have to imagine that the Leafs 
initial talks probably started somewhere at five, five million something for six years. Um, and then I believe Nylander's camp came back saying they're looking something closer to eight. And then they started kind of finding their footing there. Now, latest rumors are $300,000 apart. If that's true or not, I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine three hundred thousand dollars. Listen, for Joe Schmoes like us, that might be no. That might be a big paycheck, a big nut. But for these guys, when you're already making six million bucks, three hundred thousand dollars, I feel like that's not. That's not that big of a deal. I'm sure you can get some kind of endorsement deal out of that. I heard this argument the other day that I thought was pretty interesting. The argument went: Canadian players will play for whatever you offer them. So if you're going to offer them five million bucks, you know, is offer them $8 million, whatever the deal is, there's probably not going to be a lot of argument coming from them because they have the, they have the, um, the fame to go with it anywhere they decide to stay in Canada, maybe even in the U.S. If, if you're from a small town and you got some guy that, that came out of your small town, they're probably going to be a celebrity in their town. For example, my beloved hometown of Mississauga, Ontario has spouted a handful of players, most notably former Toronto Maple Leaf and I think now retired hockey player Matt Stajan, as well as former shitbag senator Jason Spezza, current Dallas star. Um, I'm sure there's other ones, but those are the ones I can remember most recently, I guess. I know there's a lot of guys that have come up most, more, more recently. I'm pretty sure Jack Hughes grew up in this area too, the projected number one pick in the next pack, even though he's from Buffalo. But the point is, there's this Canadian discount that Canadian players often give. And it's because no matter where they come from, they can always go home and be relevant, be a star, open up a bar, make money, those kinds of things. Now, I'm not saying European players don't have that same discount, but I don't think it's the same relevance. Also, when you look at most European-born players, they're losing close to 30% on their paycheck. So the, the, the American dollar is not going to translate as nicely into a euro or whatever they're going to use, whatever they use in Sweden. Franks? Ducks? I don't know, whatever it is. The, the point I'm trying to make is that he's probably trying to max out his dollar if he decides to live in Sweden. Or here's the other thing that I, I heard today that I kind of liked. He is the son of a pro hockey player. Uh, he's probably already a rich kid. So what do rich kids want if they already have money? I'm going to guess they're probably going to want the power. He's holding out in some kind of power move or just seeing what he can get because he doesn't want to flinch. He doesn't have to flinch. It's not like he's got people depending on him. So if he, if he decides to play in the K, who knows what like the average... Actually, you know, let's ask. Maybe Siri knows. Siri. What's the average salary in the KHL? Here's what I found on the web for what's the average salary in the KHL. All right, let's find this out. KHL. All right, here we go. So it says here that most top, the top 30 players average out about $5.5 million. For example, um, Kovalchuk, who just, he's playing his first year back in the NHL, was making about $5.5 million dollars. Um, American, and then uh, Pavel Daksu, who's now playing there, is making $4.5 million. That puts him into the range of uh, Max Pacioretty, Nazem Kadri, Strawman, Brad Marchand. So it looks like that a lot of these guys are making, in the KHL, 
they're probably making half of what they make in the NHL. Um, but there seems to be also some other guys, some um, some guys who are maybe up and comers or guys who who might have been like uh, third liners there who are making pretty decent money. Um, just kind of floating through. I don't recognize a ton of these names, but it looks like some of these guys who were who uh, decided to play in the K instead of playing in um, in NHL. Uh, for example, Alex uh, Rajulov, who uh, recently signed in Montreal for $5.57 million in July, was offered $7 million by KS, uh, CSKA. Um, so, yeah, so I, I guess for some guys, they're opening up the wallet. My point being, he's not going to make the money in the KHL that he thought he would make in the NHL. And why the fuck would you want to play in the KHL if you don't have to? I get it. If you're Russian and you're like, well, you know, last three or four years, I'm going to play in the KHL and give maybe a new generation of Russian players um, uh, hope or maybe help build that league up. But I've got to believe the goal is to make it to the NHL play there i'm sure i'm sure william nylander wants to be in the nhl right now but why isn't this deal done it makes me it makes me so frustrated why are millionaires arguing about a couple thousand dollars this guy's gonna get paid he's gonna be a legend in toronto even if they have some minor success even if they get to a conference final uh maybe they fucking beat the boston bruins in a playoff series they're gonna be forever loved in the city granted if you're not staying in the city you don't give a shit you want to take off whatever that's something too i get that but why 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 at the time here's the other thing that i kind of registered in the back of my mind when he was drafted in 2014 the gm at the time dave Nonis, complimented him saying that he was a great he's a great puck mover a great offensive prowl and needed some work on his back game he worked on that. He played in the Mar- played for the Marlies for a couple of years. Went back to Sweden, then played for the Marlies for a couple of years. Became a better all-around player. Uh, who knows if how much of that has progressed or regressed since his time away from the the big show? But the Leafs have been shopping Nylander for a long time because he's maybe him, maybe Nazem Kadri, Morgan Riley, uh, Jake Gardner. Those are the guys, the last guys from the last regime. The, after that, this is all Shanna playing guys. So maybe, just maybe, maybe he's always been that odd guy out. Maybe he's he was just that guy that it just they they didn't have as much invested in him as they obviously have in a Matthews, who's the franchise, or a Marner, who's going to be a co-franchise. Uh, you know, some of the other guys who they have, who, who they've drafted through the system. Um, um, oh, my God, I can't believe Johansson. Like, like these guys that they have brought up, um, Hyman, like all, all these guys that, that were brought through the Shanna plan. Maybe they just aren't as invested and they're willing to see how this goes. And they don't mind making an example out of Nylander. To get to to make the point, to give the point, to make the point, not give the point, make the point to Matthews Marner, like listen boys, we want you here. We need that. We want this nucleus to stay the same, but we can't break the bank because there's more pieces I have to fit into this puzzle. I think they sold John Tavares on this plan in the off season. I think that's why you're able to get John Tavares. I'm not saying that you got him on a sweetheart deal. They're still paying him a lot of money, but 
you're going to have to pay a lot of money for a former first overall pick, a, a franchise player, and I think they, they gave him the right amount of money. I, I didn't hear one person complain about that deal. And when Austin Matthews went down, you were so happy that this season you're paying John Tavares $15 bucks and a, a AV of $11 million over the next six seasons. But you're willing to do that because obviously it paid off. So I guess the question lies, what do I think? Where, where do I think this deal is going to happen? I really hope, I don't hope, I hope it, I don't care if it's a bridge deal. If I'm Nylander, I know that I'm a good player. I know that I'm going to put up great numbers on this team. So I take a bridge deal, and I know that the argument is he wants a long-term deal, and there's a possible CBA uh, work stoppage. I understand all those things. You fucking bet on yourself. Double down, make it count, and fucking maybe shoot more than passing. Maybe do whatever you have to do to win a game. Maybe do whatever the fuck it takes so that your next contract is a giant moneymaker. I don't know exactly if that helps enough, but I feel like the bridge deal is the best option. I really hope they don't, tr- uh, they don't sign and trade, and if they lock up long-term, I hope they don't invest too much money in them. He's a, he's a good player. He's a small guy. He's yet to have an injury, which either means one of two things. He's built well, like Ikea furniture, or he's not built well, like Ikea furniture. So it's, I don't, I don't know, I, I always get weirded out by these long-term deals. I, I like a max out five-year deal, and if they do five, million at, uh, five years at $6.7, $6.9 million, I don't cry over that. I think that's a great deal. But who do, what do I know? I'm just a guy recording a podcast about hockey that he's passionate about. That's it. I guess we're going to find out. I'm going to push this podcast up. This might be the quickest flip I've ever done on a podcast. This is going to be out December 1st. Bay Bay. Um, good luck to the Toronto Police and William Nylander. I hope you guys can work something out. Um, will he be Willie Willie Nylander Toronto Police or will he be former Toronto Police William Nolander? We'll wait and see. Good luck. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. That's what's up, baby. 20 minutes. I love you guys. Go Leafs, go.